Hello, welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show, where we'll be discussing leadership, business, and human potential, inspiring you to live rich from the inside out. Unlock your creativity, stretch out of your comfort zone, break through your barriers, take inspired action, and achieve epic results. Now, here's your host, two-time best-selling author, speaker, and certified executive coach, Deborah Kosowski. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show, where we talk about leadership, business, and human potential. And today, I have a very special guest, and what the best part of this interview is, is we're going completely unscripted. Other than me snagging a little bit of a bio from his website, I'm going to introduce to you a very dear friend of mine. He's a father, a big brother, a friend, and a photographer. And he's been an entrepreneur for his entire life. And he sells an experience. He's driven by passions and he shoots what he loves. He works and spends time with people in brands that he enjoys and respects. And laughter holds great value in his world. He's driven by passion, challenge, and creativity. And part of his creative vision and the best part of his job is the connections he makes with people and with or without the camera in hand. And I'm going to get him to tell you a little bit more, but first of all, I want to introduce you to Brian Riley of West Studio. <laughs> First of all, that sounded pretty good. That was a nice little intro. I'm like, uh, when did I write that? And um, I almost believed every word of it. Deborah, <laughs> awesome. uh, thanks for having me. This is a pleasure. Awesome. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, so just, I want to give people a little bit of background of how we met. I was actually trolling him on Instagram. I had been watching his work and I just, he's, you have such talent, Brian. You just my attention got snapped in the pictures of how you capture light, how, how everything was about this experience. And I kept thinking about what is this experience that everyone's talking about? So I know after watching your work for about, I think it was maybe three to four months, I thought, I'm going to find out who this guy actually is. So I, I popped a note and I said, do you take pictures of real people? Because you do a lot of muscle <laughs> and fitness magazine. And I was like, right. ah, how yeah. do I know if I could be in that? caliber of the person like fitness wise but it wasn't about that and you're like deb i take pictures of everyday people too <laughs> so yeah. tell us a little bit about the west studio experience um yeah you know what it's exactly that um my roots are from hospitality uh i was in the restaurant business uh since my dad smacked me in the back of the head and i think i was around 14 and said you gotta get yourself a job Next thing you know, I'm working in a, in a restaurant, his favorite pub, which led to probably, I don't want to date myself here, but uh, a good, we'll just say 20 plus years in the hospitality industry, going through all stages of it. And, and um, eventually ending up opening up my own chain of bars and restaurants in, uh, the Ontario, in Ontario, and actually one in the US. Um, and long story short, that, ex that restaurant experience, um, uh, I applied to what I do today. Um, uh, from the hospitality industry, you're used to pressure, you're used to, you're wired to say yes to people, to find a way to make people happy. doesn't matter what it is, doesn't matter what mood they're in, doesn't matter this and that, it's find a way to say yes and do it with a smile on your face um, and just show people a good time. 
So I did this for, like I said, 20 plus years. And then one day I just decided uh, I'm out. I got to do something else. And I had no idea, to be honest with you, that it was going to be photography. Um, uh, and I ended up taking a trip around the world. Long story short, brought a camera with me. And I just basically, I like, I love people. And I started to just connect with people, you know, literally sometimes there was a language barrier. Um, and, and by the way, I had no idea how that camera worked. Let's be clear about a couple of things. You're going to hear me say this a lot, but I'm not that smart. I, I self-deprecating humor. I use a lot in my studio. Um, I'm definitely, uh, I'm not a rocket scientist. Um, but I am a quick learner. I'm a, um, I have uh, what they say, street smarts. Um, and I, I guess I understand right and wrong pretty quickly, right? I can, and I can make adjustments on the fly. Again, I give my hospitality background all the credit for that. Um, so here I am traveling around the world um, and I have a camera with me and I just use that camera to connect with people. I'm just like, uh, and like I said, I didn't know, I had no idea how this thing worked. I just, I had a good eye. I didn't realize what kind of an eye it was, but it was like, oh, that looks like shit. Oh, that looks good. Right. I just knew the difference. And then I would um, also come to understand quickly in time that um, making people feel comfortable with my personality is how I do it. Um, puts them at ease, makes them more attractive as well. Right. So just by engaging with people, getting them talking about themselves, making them feel good about themselves. All of a sudden people settled in and they started, uh, you know, they just they started to enjoy the experience because you point a camera at someone. And the bottom line is their shrinker usually tightens up, they panic, and they're just, you know, they're not their most attractive self. Um, and I learned over time just how to make people feel comfortable um, with all of my experience in life. And then I, um, I brought that to the, you know, what is now called West Studio. Um, and, um, and, and now we do it twice a day, pretty much every day. It's, um, it is, it is, it's not rocket science, like I said, it's just, it's a simple recipe of understanding how awkward and uncomfortable most of your clients feel when you point a camera at them. doesn't matter what they're wearing. Um, and appreciating how nervous they are, that they're outside of their comfort zone, giving them the confidence to, um, to let go, quite simply. And as soon as people do, uh, and I give you a lot of credit for this because you, you, you kind of... Um, um, uh, what's the right word? You kind of uh, copyrighted some some things for me, like like it's kind of magic, right? Yes. Like I, I think you were the first person to kind of get me to understand that that it wasn't just a shtick that I had. It it had great values to people, um, and it's a very rewarding feeling now to have a woman. I shot a, a lovely lady this afternoon, and um, and let's just say without giving away people's secrets, they walk in one person more times than not, they walk out a totally different person. It's very true. Very yeah. true. And, you know, when I thought about it, you have a way of getting into people's heads, but I truly believe that it comes from a very authentic place. And you might be BSing me, but hey. No, no, it's true. Um, I, I, you know, but you can tell if someone's BSing, you would feel it somewhere in your body. Right. And the one thing that I learned about you, and that's why I said, I don't know what you did. It was like, it was this, like this magician came in and I did feel very different. And I've carried that little piece that you've shared with me um, because I came and did the photo shoot. I followed through and I came back a second right. time Yeah. Or in a period of what, not even six months. 
But it was powerful for me to, when we first had that first black and white photo, right. to look at that. And I said, for one of the first people I sent it to was my sister. And she goes, that's my sister. To see myself in a different way that I've never seen myself for a very, very long time. And that was powerful because I know when you walk into your studio, everything is about it's a feeling. And everybody who asks me about the shoot with you, the one thing I always tell them, if you're faking it, he's going to ask you to reset. Stop everything. Because if you're not feeling it, either will the people looking at the images or interacting with you believe it either. Uh, yeah, I couldn't have said that better. Like, you, you get it. Like, it's, it's uh, again, you've, you've done it. We've done it twice together. And it's a, it's a, it's a together experience. Like this is the pressure isn't on my client. Uh, I take responsibility for what happens in here and I bust my ass, um, to, to, to not let you fake it. Right. Like there's most of, I'll be honest with you. Uh, most of my clients are uh, type A personalities, uh, control freaks in the real world. Mentioning no names. Right. Mentioning no names at all. <laughs> Making lists and, and, and overthinking things and being very analytical. And they think what I'm about to do with them is um, is like the instructions in a manual to as to how to, you know, uh, bake a cake. Right. And I let them know that uh, right out of the gate that um, this is open for interpretation. This 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 is not, you know, step one, step two. This is um, it's a process and it's a formula that I use. But, it, but it's a give and take, and you have to participate in an organic kind of just open-minded way. And as soon as you do, and I'll be honest with you, going back to the comment that you made, that black and white image, which I love of you, um, if I have a skill, and I say this to people all the time, um, I don't personally believe, uh, and I really struggled, and you've helped me deal with this a little bit, I struggle with the idea of being an artist, right? Um, I'm just coming to grips. Even no, though I've no been, not just. No just. You well, are an artist. But, but in my mind, like I'll be honest, I'm one of those people that's most artists are wired, you know, was it left brain, right brain? I don't even know what it is. But, you know, people refer to your left brain, you're being more the artistic type, right? Um, I kind of ride the fence because I'm a businessman. I was, I was brought, I'm an entrepreneur and I was always business, business, business provide a service, I, I was all, I'm always very aware of the subtle nuances and things. And for the longest time, I just thought of myself as a businessman that takes pictures right now. Now, wow. right? Because again, I'm in the customer plea. I'm not a, an artist in my mind was, you're going to do what I tell you to do. And I'm just making something I want to make. I go deeper than that. It's not the images aren't for me. The images are for my clients. So for that reason, I have to be in the pleasing business, not in the so much creating business. Now I get the compromise, which you've allowed me to, or you've taught me to open my mind up a little bit. Um, there is an artistic sense to what I do. There's no doubt about that. And I'm coming to grips with that. But, um, but it's, a, it's, it's a process that, that um, it's about letting go. And it's a really uh, fun process. It's not easy. Uh, I bust my hump on a daily basis to you know, to get people, I have a line, I got a lot of shtick uh, in my, in my studio here, but um, I say to women all the time, cause, and by the way, it's not just women. Um, I do, I shoot men. It's just the reality is, is it's probably 95% women versus 5% men. Um, um, but I have a shtick uh, that I say to women all the time. I said, you can't, you can't fake it. I've got a lifetime of experience of women faking it on me. So don't even try. 
right? Um, and they really appreciate how accountable I hold them, right? We'll be in the middle of a photo shoot and you, you know from experience, you get, you know, you try to pretend you're doing this or that and it's authentic. I'll be like, no, 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 try that again. That was bullshit, right? And I do absolutely call you out. And, that, and all of a sudden people are like, well, this guy cares. Like I'm not just about pushing the button. Okay, give me your money next, right? I, I, I truly, if I did the same thing every day, right, I'd be out. That's why I quit the restaurant business. I, the, I didn't, our restaurants were very successful. Um, and right in the middle of it, I was like, nah, I'm done. And I wanted to move on and try something else. So as soon as the passion's gone for me, and I believe that, and I don't, I'm nowhere near losing my passion at West Studio, but I preach all the time. When this is no longer fun for me, when I'm not as passionate as I was when I shot you, when I shot my client this afternoon, when I shoot this person I'm shooting tomorrow, uh, when, that, when there's no longer passion for me, I'm out. So with saying that, tell me a little bit more why you believe passion is really important when you're running a business. Um, that almost seems like a comical question to me because, um, like, first of all, I know everyone's different, but I've always been a firm believer that, um, money will come if you do a good job at something like, uh, like uh, I'm not going to, and I, I have a, an eight year old son and it's not as if I do the preaching stories of, you know, Hey, when I was a kid, we used to walk up hill both ways to go blah, blah, blah. Um, the world's changing quickly, and I think this is an exciting time because um, I never, I would have, when I was his age, I could never imagine being a photographer or uh, a guy that, may, you know, maybe he's dreaming of making video games for a living, or maybe he's dreaming of, like, there's so many new opportunities in the world right now, thanks to these computers and a good, strong Wi-Fi signal and blah, blah, blah. Um, so the world's your oyster, and it's short. So do what you're passionate about, end of story. And, and in today's world, there's such niche markets. If you're good at something, if you're the best at something, you're gonna get paid. And that's how I approach my restaurants and that's how I approach West Studio. I started charging people this and thought, really, they're gonna pay that? Actually, I take that back. I started shooting them for free, right? Will anybody shoot with me? And then it was like, oh, maybe I should charge this. And then it was this, and then it was this. And then it was this. And then it was like, do you think they'll come from Toronto to shoot? Come from Toronto to Hamilton to shoot with me? Uh, oh my God, this woman just came from Alberta. Oh my God, this woman just came from Hawaii. Or this woman yeah. just came from Australia. Or this woman just came back. Wait a minute, she's coming back? And I think my passion is the reason why that's all transpired. Like it's, and I, I get it. There's one thing I'm gonna teach my son, just follow your passion. Um, and you'll, you'll be rewarded. So what, did you have any naysayers or anybody who said, do you really think you can do that? Really make a living? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but of course, well, first of all, you got to remember for a second, you got to remember, I had a, a very successful restaurant chain. People thought I had the world by the short and curlies. They're like, you're quitting. You're selling. I'm like, yeah, I'm out. I'm done. Oh, Okay, what are you gonna do next? I don't know. I'll figure it out, right? And I just, you know, I had, I had a, there was a transition when I had to just get my mind straight and, and prepare myself for what was gonna be next. Had no idea it was a camera. Uh, I'd be making a living with a camera. Um, and then one day I remember uh, um, 
I don't know if my dad's going to hear this, but uh, I said to my, I said to my dad, I'd be a photographer. And he's like, yeah, as if, and I'm like, you know, okay, so, so much for support, but really I'm going to be a photographer and, and, and God bless him. But he, he's the type that would just, uh, I've always respected his honesty in the sense that he's like, good luck kid, but you're not that good. And I just took that as a challenge of, okay, well, I'm going to get good. Right. And then every, and, and girlfriends, uh, friends, they all were kind of like, okay, well, you were that guy that owned all those restaurants and, you know, we thought had the world by the balls and, you know, money and blah, blah, blah. And you gave it all away. And now you're going to do what you're going to take pictures. Um, and no offense to them, but right now it's, they're all looking at me going, holy shit. Right. <laughs> Look what he's done. And yeah. And it's, and it's simply because, um, you just, just followed your passion, right? Like you didn't, you didn't let the, the nose, you can't and all that other stuff, uh, you know, affect you. It was, it was, I'm blessed. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting there saying it was just blind faith. It was like, right. no, I'm going to, I love what I do. Right. And, and I, uh, I get up every morning with a passion to do it. And thankfully I get paid handsomely. So it, was there any time, like, I know you sold the restaurant, so there yes. could be some cushion, but was there ever a time that you had concern that you wouldn't make money doing what your passion was? Um, well, first of all, uh, good, good for you for bringing that point up. I, I, I have to give, um, my circumstances helped me be successful. And what I mean by that, because I'm a realist too, right? I met with somebody, a, a, a business, a fellow photographer. I met with her this morning and she was pitching an idea to me. Um, and I, again, I wasn't going to be the person that said, are you crazy? Um, I just looked at it like, okay, I'm hearing your idea, but let's talk about the dollars and cents and let's talk about how much you need to make. And if you're going to shift gears, how are you paying your mortgage? How are you feeding your kids? Like all those things, right? There's still a logical part to me. I'm not just a blind, passionate soul gypsy that just runs through the, the, his life and just does whatever and hopes that things magically happen for him. Right. Um, I was blessed in the sense that I did have money in the bank um, when I started this photography, right? Because I do believe, and I say this all the time, there, I don't even know how many photographers there are that are out there that are a whole lot better than me. And I mean that, a whole lot better than me, but they weren't able to pursue photography because they were worried about how they're going to pay the rent. So every month they got, they had to put their passion aside because they were panicking about how they're going to pay their bills. So, right, so then, Oh my God, I got, I got a real job. And then they started doing, they were forced to do things that were, you know, that, that just buried them and buried them. And then eventually this passion that they had, they just, they didn't feel like they had the, the numbers didn't work for them. Right. right. And I wasn't in that situation. Um, and even when I started in photography, I won't give you the long story about, uh, well, actually, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of it. I came to um, become a photographer when I was traveling around the world. Again, I had the bank um, after selling my restaurants to have uh, uh, some money in my jeans. Um, so I plan on taking a year long trip around the world. And I plan on going with a buddy of mine um, who we had done some traveling in the past. And uh, unfortunately, he'd lost his father about a month before we left. And he had to bail on the trip because he'd already lost his mom and he needed to stay back and be with his family. And of course, I, I, I totally understood. But here I am now looking at a year-long trip um, by myself. The idea of being alone didn't scare me. It was more of a, what am I going to do with my time? 
you know, because with you, when you're traveling with a buddy, you can do things, you can laugh, you can giggle, you can go at the end of each day to a pub and, you know, have a beer. And you know, there's a lot of stuff you can do when you're with somebody. So now I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to see this planet, but um, I don't know how I'm going to like spend each day. So I decided uh, because I had an ego and I liked pretty things. That's how I describe it. I'm very simple. I know what looks good. I didn't think about taking pictures. I just knew when I saw a picture that looked good, I'm like, that looks good. And I also had an eye that said, no, and that one looks like crap, right? Um, so I was no shortage of opinions coming from, from this guy over here. Um, so I just had an idea. I said, well, I got the money. I'll buy the most expensive camera I could find. It wasn't about the value of it. It's just, it just so happened. The, most ex the only one I could find with no automatic settings happened to be $11,000. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm buying that one. And the reason why it had that no automatic settings, because I'm very self-aware. I know how lazy I am. And if I brought, I brought a camera that had that little auto button on it around the world with me, I would be like most men. I would be lazy. I would put it on auto. I wouldn't learn a damn thing. And I would just stand there and take, push the button, right? So by not having any automatic settings, I was forcing myself to learn how this thing worked, right? And again, I'm not that smart. So my brain does not compute manuals. So I left the manual at home and I brought this $11,000 camera and all these fancy lenses uh, around the world with me. And I just started playing with some buttons. And I would be like, oh, this looks, ooh, that looks terrible. Ooh, if I move this button, I don't even know what this button's called, but this one on the right, this one here, if I move it to the right under these conditions, it looks awesome. So I started to do these things and I basically taught myself. Uh, the revelation kind of came when I was in India. Um, in two, I got a tattoo that reminds me. In 2000 and, it was 2006 and I was in India and I met a guy from the Lonely Planet, a travel uh, guidebook company, um, famous for their images. And um, my business brain kicks in and he says, um, I say, let me take you for lunch. I, uh, you seem to know what you're doing. And he's, he said, let me see your work. I showed him my stuff. He's like, you're pretty good at this. And I, it was the first time I kind of went, really? Like, I'm actually pretty good at this? He goes, no, you're good. I was faking it because I had no idea. Again, I didn't know. All I knew is there was a button. I couldn't tell this guy. I don't know what that button is, right? Photographers try to impress each other by talking jargon. I was a professional BS artist because I was think on my feet and I was in the hospitality business. So I would just, someone would try to talk, what aperture did you take that photo at or what f-stop or what the, and I would start doing this little song and dance. Hey, nice weather. Hey, what do you, that's a great shirt you're wearing. Hey, let's go for, like I just, I was afraid to have these conversations because I was a fraud. That's how I looked at it in my mind. But I taught myself how to do these things and I connected with people and I started taking photos. Long story short, I spent a year, the next year on the road taking pictures for the Lonely Planet, totally faking it. But everybody liked what I was doing. I was enjoying being out there and it was a great cleansing process. I came back um, and there was no fun, exciting things to shoot in Canada, even though my editor from Lonely Planet said, we want you to go back and, and start shooting some stuff. But when you come home, the blinders go on, right? You know what it's like when you go on vacation, everything seems cool, everything seems neat, but the, the, the stuff that you walk by every day, you don't even notice anymore, right? So I come back to Canada and I'm like, well, there's nothing to shoot here. Let's shoot some weddings. And at first I was like, this is, this is terrible because the um, weddings were boring back then. This is 2007 and weddings were like, this is, this is, this is, I can't do this. They looked at wedding photographers like they were cheesy car salesmen in black polyester suits. It was just horrific. <laughs> right? um, but again, with my strong personality, 
I thought, you know what? I did them a while until I got my confidence. And then all of a sudden I said, again, I still have a few bucks in my pocket. So I, I'm allowed, to, I have the confidence to make a few hard decisions and stand up for myself. And I said, I'll tell you what, I like these weddings. They kind of remind me of the hospitality industry because of the stress and the pressure and everyone's going crazy. And that's just another day in the restaurant business, the way I'm thinking of it. But I thought, I didn't like the fact that everyone thought I was a used car salesman, like I was cheesy wedding photographer. So I said, well, damn, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it you know, my way. Yes. Um, and so I, I, I did it with some attitude to, you know, to, to, uh, to cut the story a little bit short. I thought, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be me. Right. And sometimes that means dropping the odd F bomb to a bride just to, just to let her know and to the groom grooms love it. Cause now all of a sudden I'm not that, that old guy who just stands there and says, put your hands like this or do this or do that or do these little goofy, little horrible, horrific things. I don't know why anyone would do them, but that's what my competition was still doing back in the time. And I thought, let's have some fun. I use what I learned on, the, on my travel photography. I use what I learned in my hospitality routes by making people feel comfortable. Um, I, I use my personality. I use my potty mouth. I use my sense of humor. And next thing you know, I put people at ease and I'm taking pictures that all of a sudden people are like, oh my God, right? Like you want to take a wedding, you, uh, you want to take a boring wedding picture where everybody stands like this and a, someone comes up and fixes your tie and does this. Or do you want to say to a, try saying this, it's a little ballsy to do it, but try getting a family picture, family group together, 10 people. And just before I push the button, I say, okay, somebody smack grandma on the ass. <laughs> Everybody in the family laughs. They give me that. Boom, 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 and that picture's on everybody's mantle. And, yes. and, and it was, it was, there was success there. People gravitated towards me pretty quickly yeah. and it just kind of, it just kind of steamrolled. Weddings um, dominated my life. I'm sorry if I'm, if I'm droning on here too long, but weddings dominated my life, but it was beating me up, right? It, it takes a lot out of you and I give everything I got, but shooting 43 weddings in a year was kicking the snot out of my body. Um, and I was like, well, what am I going to do? Well, I can't do this for the rest of my life. I'm getting old. And, uh, uh, and I get introduced to the fitness industry. Now, uh, let me just back up for a second. I hate, I still have an issue with this. I have, I don't like being pigeonholed. Okay. So when I was a wedding photographer, it drove me nuts that people thought I was, the, I was just a wedding photographer. Okay. Yeah. So I would go for commercial. I'd have these dreams like all photographers have. I have these dreams of shooting commercial stuff or I want to do, you know, everybody wants to shoot, you know, Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt, and they want to do some L'Oreal campaign. Like everyone just has these visions of shooting commercial things. Right. Um, but nobody would take you, me seriously um, because I was a wedding photographer. So it drove me nuts that I was being stereotyped. So, and my, I have two businesses, Brian Riley photography, which I still to this day shoot weddings, um, and West Studio. West Studio came to be because of the fact that I was being stereotyped as a wedding photographer. So I took my name, because if you did a Google search on Brian Riley, wedding photos are gonna come up, yes. right? Or, or travel photos. So I said, well, I gotta hide my name, and I've gotta let people judge me on the quality of my pictures. End of story. So I That's created- That's how I found you. Exactly. So I created this West Studio brand. And just as I'm creating it, I created it to go after commercial work. Now, here's the downside. I'm very fortunate to be so busy. But it's, it's, it's a challenge that I deal with. As I'm creating West Studio, like literally designing the logo and doing all this stuff, 
I get introduced to the fitness industry and I start to shoot some fitness clients. And like, again, I'm blessed, but that explodes, right? So now, what is West Studio? Everyone thinks I'm a bloody fitness photographer and I'm pigeonholed again, right? So people like, like you, God bless you for reaching out and sending the email, but now everybody assumes I only shoot professional models or people that are ripped or blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. I consider myself a beauty photographer. I'm just fortunate enough to work with a lot of fitness clients. Um, and I, more than anything, I love faces. Like to me, it's, it's just give me a face, give me two hours to connect with somebody. Um, I'm gonna, uh, to me, that's a good day. So one of the things that you talked about is not the fear of kind of getting pigeonholed as to what type of photography that you do. And right. it wasn't until after the first photo shoot that I actually went and Googled you and found the wedding stuff because I only knew West Studio. So it was right. interesting. And then I learned about the Lonely Planet and I learned about all these other things that you've done. So when you think of all your experiences, what yep. has set you apart from the competition? Because I know you've been doing photography for how long? Uh, 12 years now. Okay. So what, what do you believe is what sets you apart that no one can duplicate? Even if they tried, they're not going to have the Brian Riley experience. Um, well, I think you said it in, in the question. Um, the answer is, to me, it's an experience, right? I think, um, and again, I've never been, I don't care if it's the restaurant business or the, the photography business, I'm not the type that uh, criticizes my competition. I believe everybody, uh, there's, there's room for all of us. And if you're good at what you do, you will find your, your place in the market, right? Um, and just because I do it a certain way doesn't mean that's the right way. It just means it's my way. Right. Um, so I think, and I hear it every day, but what separates me from, from, from my competition, um, is my passion, right? It's my, it's, it's, I don't, I hate the idea of doing the same thing every day, right? Even though I, I provide a similar experience every day, I try not to make the same images every day, right? They're right. your images. I say to people all the time. That's why I, I posing is a dirty word in West Studio, right? Because to me, posing has a connotation of just do this like we did yesterday and then we're done and you can go home. No, 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 no. There's I need not to... a single picture on your wall that looks the same. Well, and thank you. And that's the goal, right? Because if, when it gets to the point where I think I've used up all the uniqueness of, of what this has to provide to you and to me. Because again, I'm doing this, I'm taking the images for you, but I'm doing this because it's my passion, right? Um, so when that passion is lost, um, I think I will just be average, right? And let, let's, again, let's, let's be clear. I don't consider myself a great photographer. I consider myself a passionate photographer. I'm fortunate enough that my clients uh, really appreciate the passion that I give. I had a woman say to me the other day, um, I really, I really felt how important it was for you to make sure that I looked as good as I possibly could. And I could. And I was like, absolutely. Like I'm the, I'm the, I'm every person's ego, every person that steps in front of me. Um, I want them, they're trusting me and I have to, I have to deliver. Right. 
And if I don't, then it's, I'm collecting a paycheck. That's where the magic happens. That's it. Absolutely. So how important is it to have a mentor? You mentioned a little bit of meeting up with someone who shared a few things. How important has having a mentor been to you? Um, very, very important. Um, first of all, I think, uh, I don't think enough people do it. First of all, someone told me a long time ago, um, and it's a lesson that I do every single day. Um, you have to look at things from multiple perspectives, right? You can't just look at things from your perspective. You got to look at it from your client's perspective, or you got to look at it from your wife's perspective or from your son's perspective. You've got to look at every situation from, from multiple perspectives to, to better understand what's happening. Um, mentors, um, the right one, and most of them, I'm gonna be, I'll be honest with you, you call somebody up and say, I, I love what you do. Is there any chance I could buy you a coffee? I don't think anyone's ever said no to me. Like, who would say no to that phone call, right? Now, there are some people, and the world is changing because, especially in photography, there used to be secrets. First of all, you used to have to be, you used to have to pay your dues and you used to have like the secrets of how images were made was, was almost like a magic trick, right? No one shared this stuff, but social media is awesome because now you get a behind the scenes and, and the, the, the magic of how this is done is kind of, you know, the cover's blown, the curtain's been pulled back. There's no magic. Like you got YouTube, grab a YouTube tutorial and you can teach yourself how to be a photographer in two hours, right? Um, that's why I choose to use my personality and my, it's a feeling because that's not something you're going to, you know, you can teach somebody, some the guy behind me who's trying to get my business from me. Cause there's always someone behind me trying to get your business. That guy, if he thinks it's the pose, if he thinks it's the background, if he thinks it's the light that I used, if he thinks it's that, then God bless him. But I got nothing to worry about because that ain't, and you know, from experience as having worked yep. together, that's not what's gonna make you book with him instead of me next time, even if he's half the price, right? Yeah, not a chance. So mentors mentors um, are more than willing to share this kind of information with you, to get you to understand. Um, um, and when I was in the restaurant business, um, there was plenty of guys that were willing to, and they'd been down the road that I've been. You know, they would sit back and they would, and they didn't do it with any arrogance, but they could, they'd all been down the road that I was traveling. And as I like to say, it's an expression from the restaurant industry. I was in the weeds, like your business is exploding. You, you know, you got multiple locations, you got challenges every day and you're just stuck in the weeds and you're just trying to like, like quicksand. You can barely move. You're just trying to keep your head above water. But the per the person who's a couple rungs ahead of you, just up on the ladder, safely on their perch, looking down, going, you're going to be fine. Just turn left, take a deep breath, turn right again, proceed. You'll get to this. No problem. Right? So there's times when you can barely see past your nose and a mentor is very helpful to say, don't worry, you're on the right path. Da, 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 da. So I find most guys don't, don't preach to you. They just are good listeners. They let you talk it out. And I try to take that approach when someone comes to me. Um, and I'm not saying I'm not going to pretend, not a lot of people come to me. I just, uh, today it just happened to happen. But um, uh, whether it's in hospitality or whether it's in, in, um, in photography, I'm happy to share because, I don't know, I guess it's my nature. 
you know, I, again, I think, I think if I can, if I can help somebody, uh, I don't preach to the point of say, you got to do it this way. I just explain this is authenticity is a big thing for me. So do it your way. Um, I'll let you, I'll share the experience of my failures, right? So you can learn from them. Cause I was always, there's one thing I did at an early age was saw, I, I think there's something to learn from everybody. Sometimes what to do, a lot of times what not to do, right? So uh, if, I, if right? Yes. And I, I think too many people think you got to do everything that guy does. No, no, I'm smart enough to go, I like that guy, but I only like 60% of what he does. I choose not to do the other 40 because to me, it's just, it either doesn't work with me or I think it's a mistake, whatever, right? Yeah. So um, um, yeah, mentorship and, and just community, right, is, 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 I think is important for any profession. And, and I think reaching out, if you're not prepared to ask for help or if you think you're so good at something, that's a kiss of death, right? Yeah. You, you, you got to understand your strengths, your weaknesses, and you got you to gotta seek to get better on your weaknesses and you got to, you know, you, you, you got to keep hustling. So is there anything you do to get better versus just taking more pictures? Oh, no, every day. Like, geez, uh, um, yeah, I'm, not, I'm rarely happy. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, my makeup artist, Shauna, uh, um, it's, you should see the expression on her face. It's a genuine look of surprise when, when, she, when she hears me say, I, I really like that shoot or I was happy with those results. Um, uh, I can always find the positive in everything. I'm a very positive person. But when it comes to my work, um, I analyze every word I said to someone. I go back and look at the pictures and I can hear my voice talking to them, right? I can hear the things I'm saying to them and I look at the images instantly right away and go, oh, she didn't get that. I got to change my shtick or, you know, it's easy to look at technical things and say, I got to move my light to the left or the right. But to me, it's more because I'm all about feeling to me, it's how 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 successful was I at connecting with that person? That's right? powerful. That's it is powerful, powerful right there. Again, this, this is the, these things give me goosebumps. I when I say this stuff, I get I'm sitting here getting goosebumps. It's and sometimes my a lot of my clients um, fall, especially the people in the fitness industry, fall into a category of I call it the type A's. Right? They're very structured. They're disciplined. They're you know you got to be a certain type of personality to only eat, you know, asparagus and do sit-ups for, you know, 18 hours a day kind of thing, right? Um, so by understanding those people, I know how to get through to those people, right? Mm -hmm. And again, the I go back to the hospitality. It was reading your tables. You could have a five-table section and you could walk up and you had to be able to understand that these three ladies were there was their first night out, They're, they got babysitters, they got kids, they're just dying to flirt, have some fun, get out, relax. So you're gonna spend some time with them and you can be a, a certain person with that table. The table beside them was in the middle of an argument, right? You're not gonna flirt with anybody. It's yes sir, no sir, it's this. The next table beside them was a bunch of school teachers and you had like whatever, right? Everybody fell in these little categories and you had to instantly be able to read the table. Um, and I got to find that. I use that experience with my client. I got to find a way and go, and I don't say it to her. But I got to find out what kind of day is she having? Is she connecting with what I'm doing? If she, if she isn't, I got I to gotta switch gears because yeah. I can't have one approach or I'm only going to connect with so many people. So I got to find a way 
And I say it to people all the time, the silence, the, if you catch me struggling and looking at you going, hmm, it's not as if I'm judging them. It's I'm trying to figure out a new way to connect with the client, right? Because everybody thinks, you got to remember, if, you, if a photographer stops for a second, looks at you and goes, hmm. <laughs> I think I remember that look. <laughs> right? but, but it's natural that that person is going to panic and go, oh my God, I'm doing something wrong. And I instantly tell them, no, 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 no. I take responsibility. Everything that happens in, in West Studio is Brian's responsibility. So you're doing awesome. I'm just an idiot and I got to figure out a way to write this ship or adjust things so that you can, because again, one of the things, I believe that if you make people feel safe and comfortable, they will give you more. Right? And you know, it's interesting and I don't know if you had perceived it before then, but the first thing when I see the hashtag, it's a feeling, yes. the word safe is the word that stands out first before you read, it's a feeling. Well, again, I, 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 uh, I give you the credit for that because, uh, again, I'm not a rocket scientist. I didn't notice that. You told me. I was like, shit, you're right. That's <laughs> awesome. No, no, that's just, that's just, that's just, a, that's, a, that's a lucky coincidence. Um, and when you said it to me, uh, um, I've used that in my shtick a few times, um, and I'm, um, I'm now aware of it, but it wasn't by design. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, again, it's, it's, everything's driven by passion. Right. So I just it, like, I, I think like a client when I come in here, uh, you know, I, I, geez, someone's coming to, and I, let, let's be honest here for a sec. Part of me, there's other photographers you, I look up to. Okay. There's people that I look in, and we're all guilty of this. Um, and we go, I wish I could do what he's doing, or I wish I could do what she's doing. Excuse me. I try to be very grateful of, of, um, what I have and what I do but we're all a little bit guilty every once in a while going, well, what if maybe I should try doing that now. Right. And there's one photographer who uh, has built a really nice business and he gets to travel the world. Right. And he does these remote shoots and people come and go to Indonesia with them or they, he go, they go to, you know, Tulum or they go here and there. And I'm like, I want to do that. That'd be awesome. Right. Anytime yeah. I've tried that epic fail. It's terrible. It's been a bust. It's been Except like Except for uh, Vegas, because you've gone to Vegas, and I know that worked. <laughs> well, you know, I'll be honest with you. The first time I went to Vegas, that's where the term epic fail came from. I'm, oh. I'm not going to lie to you. The first time, first time Sean and I went to Vegas, we're like, we're killing it. We're at West Studio. This is awesome. People love us. Let's take the show on the road. It was horrible. Now, the last time I went, it went well, only because I'd learned from my mistakes and blah, blah, blah. Right. But the point of why I'm telling you the story is that's what they do. And what I've done, and I get this feedback from my clients, someone articulated it about a week ago to me, I've created, whether through the help of social media, God bless it, I've created a mystique around walking through the red doors to come in West Studio. I've created an environment where people want to take a picture in front of the red door or take a screenshot in front of the, the, the hashtag, it's a feeling, or number, rule number one, never be number two. Like these are things that people have connected with because they've followed you for a year till they finally pull the trigger to say, I'm going to spoil myself. I deserve this experience. I've earned this experience. Um, and then they come for the West Studio experience. So the reality is I should be grateful for that. And I'm very grateful for that. But that doing it in Indonesia wouldn't translate. Yeah. Make sense? Yeah. So let so that that's guy why people come from all over the world 
You've had, was it, wasn't it, you told me that you had somebody from Australia? Even I, I, two, yeah, two, two from Australia, thankfully. Um, again, I've had, I'm blessed to have a few uh, beautiful people from the West Coast of Canada come out. Um, had a girl from New Mexico this year. Um, yeah, I'm humbled by it because again, I'm, uh, on my son's life, um, I doubted when I first started that people would come from Toronto. Really? Yeah. And so that's what does your dad say now? He's very proud to be quite honest with you. Uh, he, he is, he's, he's very proud. And I, I, I I'm honest with, with myself. Yeah. I look back at some of those pictures that I sent him when I told him I want to be a photographer. And, um, you know, in today's world, we, we don't tell our kids, you know, we're not, I don't want to say we're not honest with our kids, but everybody coddles their kids. Like, you know, uh, if I said 2% of the things to my son that I, was said to me when I was his age, I did, you know, Oh, I, Oh, oh terrible. Parents. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, but the, that kind of tough love mentality, uh, of the older generation, he was just being honest. Yeah. And, and, um, my images have gotten better. And I've worked hard at it. And he's the first one now to say, damn, that's good. So I, I know for a fact, uh, and he's not shy to tell me he's proud um, and very impressed with what I've been able to accomplish. So that makes me feel good. To me, you're always going to be a magician. You have the uh, magic of getting people's head or even an illusionist is where I take you to. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? The, the, uh, it, it's, a simple, it, it's a simple formula uh, and it's make people feel, feel beautiful and they will be beautiful and comfortable and safe. And, yeah. and again, it's, it's a pleasure. It's, it's, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. It's not easy, uh, it's, it's a, but it's a labor of love and, uh, and I'm happy to, uh, I'm grateful to do it every day. And one of the things I know about you, Brian, is, you know, you're saying about that look to me, as soon as you walked away from my chair after telling me how the shoot would work, yeah. what I noticed was I, I looked at Danielle and I said, he's on full cylinders. Cause I could already see you thinking about what images you were going to create and how important is visualization, whether it be visualizing your dreams, visualizing right. the next picture or the next business move you're going to make how important is visualization to you um yeah i think it's very important i'm not like again i'm um i don't want to get into some hocus pocus kind of you know spiritual secret seminar here but uh the reality is is i think there's i think there's a lot to be said for um you got to know what you want uh to find it you know even in the restaurant business i used to say that i used to say to after i taught myself how to do it i would teach my managers this you need to understand what you're missing. If you need, let's, just, let's be rudimentary. If you need um, a bartender, if you need a male bartender who can work on Mondays, right? You need to verbalize that because until you understand what you're really looking for, that person could be beside you and you're not gonna connect until you're able to articulate what it is you're looking for, right? right. So I've always believed that you have to communicate you have to let you, what your vision is, what your, what your wishes are. You have to put it out there. And guess what? You have to be prepared, just like my dad did. You yeah. have to be prepared to say, to listen to people say, that sounds ridiculous, right? Because if I can think about it, if I couldn't convince a loved one, right, who was supposed to love me unconditionally, that I was going to be a photographer, how could I convince the world? Right. So... Anytime I got, and I won't call it negative feedback, but any time I got less than favorable, but honest feedback. Or resistance, just, I guess is another word, right? Yeah. Then I just come back and go, 
okay, so, so what, how come I'm, what's my pitch lacking? What are my skills lacking? How can I, how can I, how can I convince this person or show? Cause I'm not, a, I'm not a used car salesman, right? Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a magician in the sense that I'm selling something that's fake, right? I'm not making things. I'm, I'm really just pulling out what's there. And then right. when you, and when, when you're sitting in, in that makeup chair and you can see my eyes and you can see my brain and then it's moving and he's like, Oh geez, this guy's like the smoke coming out of his ears. It's because That's I'm, it? trying, but I'm, but I'm, but I'm trying to figure out your best. Yeah. Right. Like I'm staring at you. I'm trying to figure out, and I'm watching because when people to, to make a unique image of Deborah, uh, I need Deborah's participation. And that's a very challenging thing to do when someone picks up a camera and points it at you because all of a sudden you freeze, right? You're not, it's easy if I put a webcam on you and I followed you and just caught your idiosyncrasies and the little things when you're comfortable. But as I say to people, this is a really challenging experience because no one really wants to be here. The biggest, most legitimate smile they get is when I tell them it's over. (laughs) And they're like, oh, thank God it's over. No, I'm kidding. But the reality is, is it's kind of like going to the dentist. Yeah. Right. They booked the appointment, but when they walk in, they're thinking of 10 reasons while they were sitting in the car while they could, Oh, sorry. Uh, you know, like they, they're, they're so nervous and outside of their element, but that idea, and I hate fake memes and expressions that you hear on Instagram and stuff, but there's, uh, I truly believe the one that the magic happens outside of your comfort zone. Right. Absolutely. So on, if you understand that someone's outside of their comfort zone and don't take that for granted and just start, you know, uh, just thinking this is going to be easy for someone, then, then you're not doing them, you know, you're not doing yourself or them any justice because it's challenging to walk in here. Like it's, 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 it's tough, let alone if there's vulnerabilities in, in exposure, you know, body wise or something, um, you have to make people feel safe and you have to make them feel, you know, sassy. You got to make them feel all these different things, whatever. And, and, and uh, people will see this on my website, but, um, because it's about feeling, I, tr- I ask people, every client that comes in here, I say, I, I, I need three words. Because again, I'm simple, right? Um, and I'm visual. Um, and I understand how intimidated uh, and nervous people are when they come here. And uh, you got to think about it. Everyone walks in and they go, just do what you do. That's literally, I get that 99 times out of 100. Someone's just, just, just do what you do. And I'm kind of like, no, 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 no. This is not, this is not the Brian Riley show right? This is a collaboration. And the collaboration in, in your case was Deborah and Brian and Daniel, right? It was a collaboration between us. So I need your participation. So I ask every, each of my clients to give me three words that they want their images to feel, right? So, and you remember your words? Not a hundred percent, but SAS was one. <laughs> yeah, sure. SAS was one, but edge. I get There's a little bit one. of edge. I remember yeah. I forget what the third one was. I think it might have been strong. I think it might have been. Yeah, it might have been. It, it might have been strong or confident. But some it was. Yeah, but I know the first word I said, you called me out on. You're like, no. And you walked away and you said, I'll be back. <laughs> well, yeah. And again, that's again, that's what you. <laughs> I'm such an idiot, right? I'm like, what did he just do? Um, um, yeah, but you have to. If I, if I think you're being disingenuous, I just, if I think you're, you're going through the motions, I'm going to call you out on it. I'm going to say, well, really? Is that what you're here for? Right? Um, but any unique, any, they need, the words need to be yours. And if you, if you, like I said, let's say it's, it's sassy, 
edgy and confident, right? Uh, I'm going to hold you account. First of all, they have to be your words. They can't be mine so that I can hold you accountable to those words. Cause think about it. I have women all the time in this nervous environment, sit there. I go, um, can I get you three words? Uh, yeah. First one's confident. What? Sorry. What was that? (laughs) Well, look, look girl, you know, you you can't even say the word confidently. Think about how you're going to feel when you strut over, you know, and step in front of the light. So, I challenge them and then they're like, yeah, damn it. I want this to be confident. And I'm like, yeah, now you're talking because you need that kind of, you know, right. That kind of mojo. Uh, and you need to feel that. Right. Um, and that's, uh, that's powerful. And I think you, I think one of the things is you get people to own who they are. Like you can see it by your interaction, but they have not expressed it fully. And I think for myself anyway, when I was behind the camera, I'm like, holy crap, he's pulling me to places that I've never been or I have been on the edge of, but not willing to go that far. Yeah. Again, I give hospitality a lot of credit for that because constantly, um, well, first of all, large numbers of staff, right? First of all, um, I'm not intimidated by, I understand, oh, let me be careful. I'm not sure, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to be ignorant enough to say I understand women. I'm going to say I understand them more than most men right? I'm not intimidated by women, right? I get um, uh, women's um, sensitivities, their, their insecurities, their like, it doesn't matter, you know, how beautiful or how this or how that they're all they have, you know, they, we all have these kind of, you know, insecurities, right? Yeah. Um, so understanding them a little bit better, uh, and not being intimidated by them allows me to, to, to be, and genuinely concerned about them, allows me to call them out confidently uh, and say, eh, are you sure? Because I'm not buying what you're selling right now, right? And, and it's, it's not uncommon, um, and I hope it's okay to say this, and I won't use any words, but a lot of women come here to feel sexy, mm-hmm. okay? Okay. Um, lost their sexy mojo at home, whatever the case is, or just want to spoil themselves or whatever, but it's intimidating. You're going to, you walk in here, you, some of the pictures on my Instagram feed or on the walls here, you're kind of like, holy crap, this is kind of intimidating. Um, so when you ask him for the three words, I specifically, I'll never forget this one lady. She was lovely. I'll say, give me your three words. Well, first of all, when she walks in, she's like, I'm not doing that. And I ain't doing that picture. And there's no way I'm taking off my clothes. And I mean, like, okay, well, first of all, I didn't ask you to do any of those things. I'm yeah. just asking what you want to do. Right. Well, yes. I'm here and I want to do some fitness stuff and I want to do this and I want to do that. And if we have time, maybe I'll take a few pictures for my husband. I'm like, okay, well, cool. Great. Yeah. Give me your three words. And you know, maybe the words were strong, confident, and determined. Right. I'm just making yeah. them up. I'm like, okay, thank you for those. And I'm just kind of like, I, I, my spider senses are already going, something's up here, right? Yeah. Um, so as part of my routine, I will take those words now. And with their permission, I'll open up their bag and see what they brought. You remember this experience, yes. right? And I will now try to, I style all the shoots. And I will now try to match their words to their outfits. And one of my lines, I say it all the time is, if one of your words is badass and you got a pink tutu in your bag, we're not using the pink tutu. Right. We try, to, we try to pick clothes that match with what you're looking for. Right. Yes, so in this one, in this one specific case, um, I open up this woman's bag and no offense, but there was like, 
there was more lingerie than I think I've ever seen in my life, right? And I mean scantily clad things. And I don't want to call her out on it because she's nervous, but the reality is she came with an intention. She's just not comfortable enough to tell me yet, right? Yeah. So, and again, sometimes brash enough, and you're, you're a strong enough woman that I hit you with a left hook right away. I'm like, you know, yes. I, I call you out on things because you can handle it, yeah. right? But there's other people that come in and they're just a little bit more fragile. I know I'm bold. I'm very aware of, of that I can intimidate people sometimes. So I just read this situation and said, this, I'm going to call her out a little bit, but this woman is not yet ready for me to say, well, what's this for then? Like, if you want to do fitness, what's this little thing? Is this dental floss? What is this, right? Because yeah. um, she was just too nervous. But as you build her confidence and as I started to build her trust, then all of a sudden I would say, oh, by the way, I noticed there was a few more things in your bag. And then all of a sudden now she's like, yeah. God's honest truth is I'm here to be sexy. I want to do this and I want to do that. I'm like, okay, thank you for being honest. I took a while to get there, but, but I understood why, yeah. right? And, and we ended up making the images that she wanted to make. Yeah. Make sense? Totally. Cause you, what you're doing is, and this can go for any business is when you are focused on your client and the end results that you know that they want to get fueled right. by your passion, of course, right. you're going to get those results. Yeah. You, uh, it's, yeah. It's customer service driven business. That's why I consider myself more. I've always considered myself a businessman more than an artist. You got to listen to your clients, right? Like you, that's the artistic part I have. I don't, when I post a picture on Instagram, for example, um, I'm watching carefully. I'm like, is that, how does my audience like that? Cause it's not, it's not, I don't take the pictures for me per se. I take them for my clients and then a good strong image of mine posted on social media will generate new business for me within minutes. That's the charm of the, the amazing thing about social media, right? Maybe now, they won't stalk you as long as I did, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We'll see. Um, anyways, it's, 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 um, yeah, I'm blessed. And, and, and again, yeah. it's all driven by passion. Uh, um, and, and how did we get here? I don't know, but uh, I'm a lucky guy. So, so we're almost at the end of our interview. What advice would you give someone who is either thinking of starting a business or hitting a challenge right now in their business, thinking about how do I get to the next level? And uh, what, what words of advice would you offer them? Um, to recap, and I think I've said most of these things already, um, there's trials and tribulations in every, in any business, right? Ebbs and flows. Um, um, so I believe it should be it, it, your brand and everything's about branding these days. I think, I think you should be authentic. It's just, again, this is my recipe. And I think, I don't think you can go wrong by being authentic. Number one. Uh, number two, I believe, um, you should be, you should be passionate about whatever it is that you're doing. If you're, if, if the money is the first priority, it'll get old in a hurry. Right. But if your passion is your first priority, um, you will more likely push through to be rewarded with the financial part at the end. Make sense? Absolutely. Um, and I hate to sound that because I have these, I, I have uh, meetings with pretty me makeup all the time. And we, we, I don't want to say we, we, we bitch and moan, but we're very, 
usually our discussions are about how to manage our business because we're too busy. And that sounds arrogant, but the reality is, is maybe there's a lesson in there somewhere that because we are both two brands, West Studio and Pretty Me Makeup that are doing something we're really passionate about, people have connected with that. And I mean in a hurry. Like I, I still consider myself a baby in the fitness industry kind of um, category because I've only been doing this stuff for four years. Um, but it connected with people. I think my passion towards what I did connect with people within easily within the first year. I don't know if it was six months, eight months, whatever it is. So, um, but if I didn't, if I, if, if I was just following the money, like if it was just about that, I think I'd be doing something else. Yeah. That makes sense. Absolutely. Cause you already um, shared that money wasn't the driver cause you could have no. continued the restaurants and expanded and franchised and really right. taken it to a totally different level. But when you're not feeling it, and it's a feeling. Yeah, yeah. Fail. Get out. Yeah. Save yourself. Life's short. And then the other thing is, is, and it's in the restaurant business or it's in the it's in the photography business. You have to be, first of all, find someone you can talk to, whether that's a mentor, um, um, because you can win any argument with yourself, right? Like if you don't have somebody to bounce ideas off and stuff, you can talk to yourself in some pretty bad ideas. Um, and you have to listen to your your clientele. Right, like my 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 work has evolved. Excuse me, in photography, my I remember my restaurants evolving dramatically. Um, but right now we're talking about the West Studio. Um, my work has evolved because my clients took me in that direction. If I wasn't open to the shift in the marketplace to what you wanted versus what someone else wanted, if I wasn't open to that and I just stayed in this model that I this is what I want to do, this is what I want to do. Um, then I wouldn't, I don't think I would have grown. Um, and again, that's the business side of things. Some people can be stubborn. Someone else might say to you, no, stay true to your vision and you know, do it your way and blah, blah, blah. That's fine. But again, that's the businessman in me that says, oh, I got to listen. You're my clientele. You're my, you're, I'm, a, I'm providing a service. Uh, how would you like this service to be better? Yeah. Now, and listening is the key that shifts you away from the competi competition. It's not that you truly... You're not in competition because not everybody is going to resonate with you or another business. But when they connect with you and feel that, that feeling that you do, like I'm telling you people, if you're listening to this right now and you go to West studio on his Instagram or Facebook, you will feel the feeling from the image and you'll want to find out what that mystique of that, what that feeling is totally. That's where I came from. I was like, I want, him. <laughs> I want some of that. I want some of that is right. And what I will just say the last before I let you go, cause I'm sure we got to go soon, but, um, those aren't, those are people. Those are people just like Deborah and they are just like, that can be you is what I like to say to people, right? Like everyone just assumes these are, these are models. I've probably only shot, I think I've only shot four or five models in my life. The rest of them, these are paying clients who just we give them a model type experience. We make them feel that way because uh, you've all you're all beautiful and you you it comes out, right? So uh, and every woman deserves to feel that way. So, um, yeah. Send so the message. other thing before we go, I want to talk about something that's really important to you, and the other thing that makes me uh, love the Brian Riley of West Studio right. is your Karma Project. Tell us a little bit about the Karma Project. Um. Yeah, I started the Karma, uh, to be honest, I started the Karma Project back, um, 
when I got back from traveling, uh, and I think um, the, the originally manifested uh, when Haiti had its first uh, earthquakes. Um, and everybody was donating money and trying to figure out what to do. And I was like, I raised some money and I sent it and God knows where it went and blah, blah, blah. And I was kind of, I don't want to look, talk about the negative, but it was kind of, um, there was that feeling of wanting to help somebody. But then as I'm sending money to another land, which, which I, I'm not telling people not to do. Um, but I thought to myself, there's, first of all, I like to know where my money's going. And I like, and I love the idea of helping people, but I thought these people are, there's billions of dollars being put towards this cause. And like I said, it was a great cause. Um, but I think help can be given in the community that I live in. That was my original thought was there's people around me that could use a change in fortune. And I really struggled with it first because I didn't want this to be charity. It's very important to me that the karma project is not charity because nobody wants charity. No one wants to feel like they got their hand out and, you know, but everyone, everyone could use a, a, a change in fortune. Everyone could use a good act that just shifts their life from going in this direction to that direction. Um, and at the time, again, I'd come back from traveling um, and uh, I was a wedding photographer and I thought to myself, and again, you know, you, you get paid pretty handsomely. I think I was, uh, I think I was getting around the time. I think I was getting paid like three or $4,000 to shoot a wedding. Um, and as your prices keep going up, you become aware of the fact that there's some people that really love what you do, but can't afford it. Right. Um, or maybe there's someone who, 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 um, who just needs a break, right. Uh, uh someone that, that, you know, has lost, you know, there was all kinds of stories. So my heart just kind of opened up to the idea of, doing things in my community with the tools that I have um, to be able to help somebody and then see if that could change their course, their direction, um, their mojo or whatever the case may be. And as it turns out, uh, when I was in the, uh, the shooting weddings primarily, um, I shot someone with terminally ill uh, cancer. I shot someone who lost their job. Uh, I would get people to nominate. Now, here's the thing. I still kind of struggle with this a little bit you really, I can't stress enough. You can't make it charity, right? You get, I ask people to nominate someone that they know who's just having some bad luck, right? Who just, whatever your story is, uh, and let's find a way and see if we can get, you know, we can change that a little bit, right? We can just kind of give them a little boost and, and um, maybe send that ball rolling down a different hill or up a hill, whatever analogy that you want to, uh, you want to come up with. Um, and it's been wonderful. It's a very rewarding feeling um, to, um, and again, it doesn't have to always be dramatic stories, um, but, you know, shooting a wedding and just having people, that, uh, the power of those images and imagery, sometimes I feel like it's not enough, but when you see the look on people's faces when they have an image that is, you know, is, is, says a thousand words or brings people to tears or gives them goosebumps, that's, that's a powerful thing, right? And when I shifted from wedding photography to fitness, um, I still tried to keep the karma project going. Uh, it still goes to this day. I've, I've shot, uh, a girl, someone nominated a girl that she works with who had a, has a anxiety disorder that she would pull out her hair, um, just out of, just out of anxiety and hadn't had her picture taken since she was seven. And wow. we ended up going to her place of work, uh, who she actually, um, was a caregiver in a, in a hospital. Um, so here she was 
and she'd wear a bandana and she, you know, she kind of, you know, just hit herself. Um, and we ended up, uh, got invited into, into her place of work and snuck into a staff meeting. And, and it was, a, it was a, it makes me cry just thinking about this girl looked at me and she's like, you're, and, I was like, <laughs> right? and she was, and she, she, the gift of, of giving her a West studio experience. Um, I don't want to be bold and say it changed her life, but she still posts. I recently read a post that she did um, where she talked about, you know, three years ago she was here and now she's here. And, um, and that gives me goosebumps. Yeah. But it just, it just warms my heart to think that you can do something real simple, right? You can do something uh, for somebody and that can have a real positive effect. So um, uh I don't think that just has to be a promotion. I think, I think we should do that more often. Yeah. When I think of the experience, Brian, I think of when I hear a little child laugh or they're giggling, you want to put that in a package. Right. The experience that you offer people, I would love to put it in a package because really it is true bliss. And I know I want you to soak it in a little bit because I know <laughs> you uh, sometimes deflect um, Cause you're so humble, but you are a rock star at what you do. No, thank and, you. Um, and the images and what I see that you bring out in people is very powerful. And I do call it magic completely because you get them to see a different part of themselves that they've never maybe shared with anybody and, or who they hoped to be seen by people right. and you finally pulled it out. So I think that is such a powerful, the West studio experience nobody can duplicate that nobody can duplicate how you do what you do and i am honored um, to call you my friend um, how can people continue to stay in touch with you um well uh thank you for that first of all deborah um that meant a lot um social media uh west studio uh underscore um sorry west underscore studio on instagram uh, Facebook is, uh, is West Studio. Um, my website is www.weststudio.ca. Um, does anyone say www anymore? Like, I don't even know why. <laughs> Not too often. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Um, but uh, yeah, um, 905-220-7055. Like reach out anyway. Everybody, uh, I'm, uh, anybody that reaches out in any, in any format, um, I'm honored every time somebody does and, and I, uh, I'll get back to you and we'll find a way to, uh, to share this experience with as many people as we can. Awesome. Any final words of wisdom to our listeners or viewers? Uh, again, me giving words of wisdom, that, that's kind of funny, but um, you know what? No, I, I'm, I'm humbled. Uh, uh, I think the same way about you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for, um, for making me aware of some of the things that uh, I may not have been aware of um, um, for acknowledging um, um, or yeah, you're, you're a special person in yourself and that you, 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 you've made me appreciate, um, why I do what I do. Right. Like that. I remember that look on your face when you left the first time, right. Which got you to come back a second time. Um, and I don't take, uh, you or any of my other clients for granted. I want, uh, um, I'm, it makes me happy to do what I do and, uh, and, and, and it makes me feel, uh, makes me feel again, humbled that um that we've spent this time together and uh and i really appreciate you thank you brian thank you so much my pleasure thank you
All right, everyone, that's a wrap to the Millionaire Woman Show where you learn about leadership, business, and human potential so that you can live your life rich from the inside out, living with passion, living with purpose. So thank you for joining us on the show and listening in. And there you had it, unscripted. We just went off. Not bad. Eh? Not <laughs> bad. Lots of fun. So we'd love for you to go over to weststudio.ca or also come over to deborahkazowski.com. Let us know what you thought. Comment below because you'll be this will be on YouTube. It will be on iTunes. Write us a review. Let us know what your takeaways from the interview were because I'd love to share them with Brian. We'd love the feedback and how we can create that experience for you. As Muhammad Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. And my wish for you as always is go out and make today great.